Hi, my name is Brian Cheek. I teach seventh grade math at Centerville Junior High School here in Centerville, Indiana. We're in East Central Indiana, about 10 miles from the Ohio border, right off of I-70, just a little south of I-70, okay? I have been here, this is my 20, well, it's my 21st year in the Centerville school system. I taught nine years at the high school level, and then this is my 12th year, 12th year here at Centerville Junior High School as a seventh grade math teacher, okay? Um, I'm just going through your questions here. Question two, why did I start a career in education? Well, I've always, I've always liked working with youth. I was a youth director at my church for five years before I got into this uh, public school education thing. And um, I just, I really like kids and I've just kind of drift. I started, I've taught, I actually teach some college classes too. So I, I mean, I, from age 20 down to seventh grade is the lowest. Um, I joke with my wife that I'll be a fourth grade teacher before I retire. I'm not going to because elementary kids scare me. But anyway, um, seventh grade's a really good, and um, I just, I really like the whole process of, of teaching kids things that they don't know. I like, I love math. Um, I really like, um, I like teaching seventh graders math. A lot of times that we start, just start getting, laying the foundations for um, for more complex and the, the hard stuff. And I, I like just providing a good foundation for them to go on in high school. Um, I also like to tell stupid jokes and their seventh grade seems about right. They're too dumb for high school and they're not very sophisticated. Sometimes they're a little too sophisticated, but you know, if I didn't, if I, you know, stand up comedy, you know, people voluntarily come to hear your jokes but in school, they have to come. So, you know, we've got a captive audience. So that's good. All right. So the question three, if you could have a job, what would it be and why? I've thought about this a little. And it kind of depends on if I, if I could start over and start something from the beginning, I probably would have kind of been more of like a, a forensic scientist, forensic mathematician, just kind of basically kind of getting sitting down in a spreadsheet and trying to you know track you know criminal activity through the numbers or whatever kind of like you know how they got um al capone for income tax evasion you know kind of being a number cruncher but you know you know catching bad guys through math i mean i don't know if you've uh, watched the uh, there was a, a series called numbers um, where charlie was a mathematician at uh, caltech and and his brother don you know, recruited him with the FBI and he used it. it that's a really cool series. Um, and so I've watched all of those and everything. Um, now, if you're asking if I could change jobs now, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure I, I know how to do anything but teach math now to seventh graders. I think that's all I know how to do now. At least I've gotten fairly good at it over the years. Um, but if I change now, I'd let my wife is, she's a, She's a smart person, and we could probably set up a, a small business together, or maybe a consulting business. That would be kind of that would be kind of fun. Okay, all right. Anyway, question four: How are kids different now than thirty years ago? Um, there, there's a lot. It's hard for me to gauge that. I kind of think back to my experiences thirty years ago, because I guess you know, thirty years ago, I was working with kids, and I was. Um, in a church setting, um, but I, I'm, it's hard to gauge because I, you know, 30 years ago I was very different than I am today. Um, 
So I, I guess one thing that I've noticed is that in some ways they're sort of forced to be more kind of, I guess, more street smart than they used to be. There's a lot of, um, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll <laughs> that, that there's, there's a lot of issues that we face with, uh, you know, with technology and, I don't think the family is strong. I don't think the family base in general is as strong as it was 30 years ago. So the kids have to navigate a lot of uh, life situations that are a lot more complicated um, than they used to be. And that's kind of made them street smart. And it's kind of made it, um, this kind of segues into question number five, five house teaching different now than 30 years ago. I really, there's a, there's less of a respect for authority than there was 30 years ago, but there's more of a there's more of an openness to actually develop sort of a rather than just rapport, but just go a little bit deeper in the relationship and really. Um, I guess bottom line is if if the kid trusts me and is and I, and I convince them that I really want what's best for them and I'm trying to do them good and I'm trying to be a helpful part of their lives. I'm trying to contribute positively to their lives and, and they trust me that that really is my motivation and they really, um, and I communicate that um, and I just kind of live that out in front of them and with them, um, then they will, um, they'll respond. Um, if they don't trust you, they'll, they'll just shut down on you. Um, I don't think 30 years ago that in youth group, it was different. You know, that was kind of the job. But in, in education, I don't know that that was the case 30 years ago. I think you could just kind of play the authority card and, and you weren't, um, the teacher was a stranger. Um, I, well, one example is like if I, if I run into, if I run into a kid at the grocery store, a student or a parent or, or whatever in the grocery store, I think 30 years ago, it's just like, it was like, oh, what you have a life that's not part of school? It just kind of freaked them out that they'd see me in a different context, um, and I think there's a lot less of that now. There's just um, I think it's just kind of it's more integrated with the rest of your life, and they're not yeah. You know, if, if I see them in the grocery store, and we're I live in a small town, and especially this happens with former students all the time, but it happens with present students. We run into each other, and it's just not. I, I, it, seventh graders, it still freaks them out a little bit, but less so than it was 30 years ago. So I, I think that's kind of a convoluted sort of question four and five kind of smushed together. But I hope that um, I, you know, I appreciate what you're doing here and you want to find out um, you've given teachers, a just given me a chance to uh, just kind of think through some things and, you know, and share that with you. I, I really appreciate the opportunity. And, and uh, I know I'm doing this for free earbuds. But you know it's kind of cool anyway. I'm glad you. I'm glad you made this a condition. Anyway, let's go. Let's finish this out. What would you tell someone right now that is thinking about becoming a teacher? Um, I would say really, really think about it. Um, it's a little different in Indiana. We had well with all the federal money, all the COVID money, and just kind of the federal government just kind of opening all kinds of funds and throwing money at the states. Um, teacher pay um, was a huge issue in Indiana. There were rallies, there was a lot of tension, and then all of a sudden with this budget that was just passed within this last year, just poof, all of a sudden, hey, we're getting more money, and we're actually paying kids, and there's a push to 
to get um, Indiana has weird laws, but we can't quite do it. But to make the minimum salary forty thousand dollars for a starting teacher, so that I would think the pay. I mean, before I would, and I think there's still something to think about because I'm not sure if the environment's going to change or do a 180 or whatever. It's changing all the time. But I say you need to be realistic about how much you're making. Um, and what your life is going to look like um, money-wise. And then with the technology, this is another, um, uh, with the, this is another difference is that it's, it's a lot more of a lifestyle. I've got, I've got kids emailing me at seven, eight o'clock at night. Um, and I've, I try to, You've got to draw. You've got to really think about where you're going to draw your line. It's like I'm not going to answer emails after this time, or you've just got to show the kids that this is the line. My job is not my entire life, and it's really. I tell you, I've gotten sucked into it. It really is a lifestyle. You can't help that to a certain extent, but you've got to draw a line somewhere and say, okay. Kids, I love you. I care about you, and I want to. I'll bust my rear end and lose sleep over trying to to do what's best for you. But I have boundaries. I have lines, and this is where the line is. And so you've got to, as a as a young teacher, you really need to figure out where you know where you're going to draw the line and really draw it and and just say this is a, this is a non negotiable. Um, you're going to lose your sanity if you don't do that. Um, you've got maybe two or three years in teaching and you're going to be burnt out. Um, another thing is if you have a choice, sometimes you just have to take a job. You know, this is the only job I can get and you take it. Um, but in my experience, the people that you work with, um, you really, as you're interviewing, if you can get to know them, and this is hard and when you're just trying to land a job, but relationships between colleagues it's just so at Centerville Junior I mean I respect and I and heck I like my colleagues and and um, but it's really driven by respect I really appreciate what they do and there's a lot of mutual respect for everybody and it's just fantastic how well we work together um, and that's I mean that's I've never considered leaving I mean it's just I would why would I so anyway, that's important. That's something to think about. But boundaries is another thing. Okay. Anyway, so last question. What is one thing to help kids learn better? Oh my gosh, one thing. I really think if I could wave a magic wand, I would just have them um, have a good family situation. I mean, I, that's not, there's nothing that I can do about that really. Um, but I would just I would love for them to have parents that care about them and love them and just provide all the foundation that's already there so the schools wouldn't have to be you know we're kind of surrogate parents in some ways and and you know that some of that's necessary but there's a lot of that nowadays and that's just um if i could wave a magic wand and and change that i i would do that um i guess a more practical if you want to just talk kind of wonky policy kind of thing i really because that's not the case i really we have to, it's kind of like the whole debate about police officers, whether defund the police or and, and move the money to different funds. But I, I mean, kind of like po police is more than, than just law enforcement. Yeah, police kind of have to be social workers in, in some respects. And, and the schools are kind of, we're kind of doing the same thing. We're sort of being surrogate parents and, and, 
if we and it's not a it's not a good role for us to be in, but if we have to be in that role, I mean we've we've got to fund um, we've got to fund our counselors, and we need more trained people in counseling. We've got we've got one guidance counselor that's serving our junior high and both of our elementaries, I think, and and she's just um, she can be spread really thin. Um, so I guess that's the kind of one practical thing I can do. Okay. Um, and I realized I kind of, I, I did this, I kind of pretended that COVID didn't exist, um, throughout this, but, um, for the most part, but obviously, um, that's one, one difference when you have kids, you know, going in and out of quarantine. Um, and that's really kind of the technology kind of going, going back to, um, what, how is teaching different? The technology 30 years ago um, from between now and today, sorry, back to question four, the technology is just way different. We're, we're a one-to-one -one computing school. All the uh, kids seven through 12, and I think four through six is on the way. Oh, they all have laptops. And um, and now I've, I've changed my expectations. It's kind of harder. I mean, when kids are absent, I still, ex I don't, you don't, you don't wait for them to get back and then they get back and what was the assignment and you give them the makeup assignment and they have you know a couple days to get it done or whatever. I, I expect them if they're home, unless it's an extended illness, um, I expect them to get their homework done. And now we're on a different schedule so they always have two days to do their homework no matter what. Um, so, but if they just miss school for a day, they already, they can get online, they get their assignment, they get their assignment done online. So that that's way different than 30 years ago. That's just logistically, just it's a game. The technology has just been a game changer for us. So, okay, i I hope that I hope that's kind of what you guys were going for. Again, I appreciate the offer of uh, fifty free earbuds. Um, that'll definitely help since we have computers and I I create videos and that they watch them and they have to answer questions. The video interrupts. We use Edpuzzle and it's a really good deal. And if they have class time and they can get that done, they definitely need their earbuds because I don't want to hear like. 25 of my voice speaking at the same time that'd be that's just too creepy so anyway um that's it i hope hopefully give you a feel answering all those questions really appreciate it and um i'm looking forward to getting my e e earbuds in the mail all right take care